0: Welcome to the New Life Digging Deeper podcast, where we take Sunday sermons a step further, giving you the opportunity to gain greater understanding and ultimately grow your relationship with Jesus. And that's a wrap. Colossians is finished up. <laughs> we're all done. <laughs> the series is done. All finished. Yeah. That's what we're going to talk about today. My name yep. is Cody Gesser. I'm the worship pastor here at New Life in Morton, Illinois. I am joined by... Mr. Pastor. Mr. Pastor. <laughs> Mr. Pastor.
1: <laughs> that's Brian, it. That's it. That's all that's how I'm known.
0: Mr. Pastor. That was a great intro. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even stopping this. No, you're not. Brian. <laughs> Michael Wilmarth. The third. Of the fourth. Chatham. I'm I'm not the fourth at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, seriously, we are oh, yeah, starting. Yes. Things are going off to a great start. Okay, so. Let's um let's talk about just like the overall series and um yeah. yeah we did conclude this past weekend and it was a good message
1: yeah thanks um yeah I love this series it was it was fun for me to preach through and to uh the the preaching team that we had this round was was a lot of fun and a lot of engaging conversations and um yeah I just I I fell in love with the book again uh, it'd been a while since I'd probably done a deeper dive into Colossians and so yeah it was really cool just to to go through it. So yeah, the series really walked through the main key ideas through Colossians, you know, we're to live worthy of Christ. Why? Because he's he's above all, and Paul exemplifies that in his own life. He kind of offers himself as an example, but ultimately landing on this idea that just as we've received Christ, we're to continue to live in him, you know, by the gospel, by grace, um, in surrender and and it's it's a salvation kind of thing, not just one time, but ongoing. Mm-hmm. And so it's only about him. Um, and so that's where everything flows from. All our relationships, you know, what we what we choose to make ourselves about. And that was the back half of back half of the book. And uh, we landed this week, this last week on kind of three elements that Paul talks about. Of prayer proclamation and then captured it as people. Uh, this is what happens when we are rooted in in Christ. Um, yeah, so really fun book, really cool to explore, and it really does paint a cool picture of what Christian maturity looks like, following Jesus into into a deep faith. So
0: yeah. Absolutely, a lot of you, fun.
1: You nailed the alliteration there with yeah. <laughs> the yes. prayer
0: proclamation and people. So let's let's delve into prayer just a little bit further. You yeah. um, you brought up Colossians four two. Uh, it say it states, "Devote yourself to prayer, mm-hmm. being watchful and thankful." Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like I need to improve. My being watchful, whether that's like a prayer journal or how that looks, or if I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm looking to the future, just paying attention to what's going around uh, me. But I was just kind of wondering, in that example, I'm kind of giving two instances of what that could look like. Yeah. So, yeah. do you feel like when it's talking about being watchful, it's talking about? watch for answered prayers or is it talking about look for opportunities Mm -hmm. where you could either pray with someone or Mm. you see a situation?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I think it's both. Um, it is be watchful and alert for how, how the Lord might be answering a previous prayer or in, in the, in the moment, how he might be answering a prayer that you're offering. Um, but it's also watching for opportunities, and that's where Paul, you know, kind of goes eventually with the proclamation piece, like, "Hey, be be ready, make the most of every opportunity." I think, I think that all kind of goes together, and and it even may encompass a bit of that, like if you think about watchful, being watchful, you picture, you know, someone who's standing guard on a on a castle wall or something. Be watchful, be alert, like you're taking it all in. It's almost don't be asleep on the job, but rather. Um, be be alert, and you do that in prayer. Um, mm-hmm. So there's this kind of like, be up and ready um, for answered prayer. Watch for opportunities, but also just be prayerful in an intentional kind of way. Like yeah. this is this isn't just something you kind of do it sleepily and oh okay I'm praying, and checking that box and you know do, like no I'm I'm alert I'm I'm engaging and and I'm ready. This is part of my 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 call, my duty, you know. So I, I do think it's a, a bit of all of that, and I think that's what Paul is calling us to: is devote yourselves, being watchful, being up and ready, yeah, for all that God is doing. Watch what He's up to, and and join Him in that. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. definitely a
0: multifaceted kind of thing. I mm, yeah. I as we talked in preaching team, and even in our small group, um, prayer looks different for. A, different people and yeah. the way they go about it is different. And it was just kind of fascinating. We we're like, yeah. Oh yeah, I also struggle with that or this. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if down the road we'll be doing a good sermon series just on prayer in yeah, general. Yeah, for sure. I think that'd be really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, as you got to the end of this section, you came up with a really insightful question. How is your, <laughs> how is your prayer life? So revolutionary, yeah. right? <laughs> I think everyone. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so kind of as we're just kind of narrating some of this, uh, prayer can be uh, so impactful. Yeah. And I liked how you said that in, in the message as well, just kind of up the ante a little bit, like wherever you're mm-hmm. at. But um, from your perspective, where do you feel like this is a challenge for us
1: mm. as yeah. believers? Yeah, I, I wonder. And, and, you know, if you're, you're listening to this, there's probably a whole, a whole host of different experiences with prayer and and what challenges you feel like you face um, I wonder if we we tend to feel that we're either not doing it right or like it, it's something that it just feels so um, so big and so important uh, and so we're like kind of nervous around it and so I wonder if that leads us to not pray consistently not not really give ourselves to it it just it feels like oh man I don't know if I'm doing it Right, and so we kind of back off from it. So I wonder if that tends to be a little bit of the barrier. Um, Maybe similarly, or or maybe relatedly, I don't know. Um, But like making time for it, it -hmm. feels like that's what I hear a lot of people say: is like, "Oh, I need to pray more." Sometimes that's a guilt thing, like it's never going to be enough. Um, But I actually wonder if it is. Like, I don't pray regularly. Like I'm not spending time with God, so um, you know we feel that lack. Um But to me, like where, what was most helpful um, in my prayer life, and I kind of think back,, um, yeah, it was probably when I was a late teenager kind of going into college, I, I would pray, but it felt it felt a little bit of that like I don't I don't know if I'm doing this right or is this really kind of meaningful? And the shift for me was not this is a, a practice that you know I've got to do, but I'm, I'm spending time with God. like he, he loves me. I love him and like this mm-hmm. is relationship. Mm-hmm. That, that was a major turn for me and mm-hmm. if you think about it in those terms you kind of like don't worry about the mechanics as much yeah you know you we, we don't have to worry about am i doing it right am i getting all the the things just so and, and and doing it as expected it's more like this is a function of my relationship with with the Lord and seeing it in, in those terms you almost just Stirs that desire a bit more, and you want to do it, and and you want to spend time with this person who loves you, and you love love them, like that kind of thing. I think that's true for prayer, mm-hmm. and seeing it in that context, man, that, that's, that's been helpful for me. So making that shift, not a not some you know separated, uh, abstract kind of thing. Like this is a, this is a function of relationship. And that might overcome some of these challenges. You know, I'm not worried about doing it right, quote unquote. Uh, I make more time for it because I care about him. I care about the relationship more than a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other piece for me, like I think there's two kind of components for me: the the set aside prayer time that tends to happen with my Bible reading, and you know, I'll work through a prayer list or whatever. Um, having a set-aside time for however long that is, but then also praying throughout the day just kind of organically, you know, Mm -hmm. as things come to mind or just pausing. It's like, I'm just going to pray for 30 seconds, or maybe not not even that, just a five-second, like, Lord, I just pause and I acknowledge you. Just that awareness, that kind of mindset, that's been helpful for me too, just putting that ongoing kind of posture of prayer throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You had talked about before using like that pause app, in different things that creates more tensionality you can put yeah. timers on it and mm-hmm. things and yep. um we listened to I read through an interview last night with the worship team from Kim Walker Smith who's of Jesus Culture like oh, a worship Okay cool worship yeah. gal out there yeah. and um, she was talking about how not to be a passive christian mm. and i think a lot of this rubs up against if you're kind of living in a passive
1: mm, way yeah and oh, she sure. talked about
0: fighting I would probably more say like releasing in some ways, like fighting for that relationship with God because Mm -hmm. we do have so many distractions between kids and family and Mm -hmm. job and like whatever you name it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think a lot of times we have to release that and create intentionality around like if like the pause app or Mm -hmm. you just know these certain spaces is going to happen. So that way we can fully stay connected all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it is leveraging you know, what resources or tools and learning from other people, like those are all really good things. I do, I use the pause app still and it's really helpful. Um, and it just kind of guides you through a, a, a prayer, whether short one, one minute, or you can do longer, you know, 10 mm-hmm. minutes or more. Um, and it just, it's, you sends a reminder on my phone and I, you know, I'm prompted to just take a moment to do that. And I find often like, I'll put that on in the car, you know, as mm-hmm. I'm driving from one place or another, mm-hmm. got a few minutes. That's a great time to pray. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just leverage what resources and tools we have to help us, you know, step into that and, um, yeah, don't be afraid of that kind of thing, you know, grab a book or a prayer guide or something like that. Those are great. Yeah, so.
0: absolutely. Find a space where you can win with it as well. Mm-hmm. Don't try to jam it into an area that, you know, it's not going to work. You know, yeah. it may may yeah. seem ideal to put it there, but mm-hmm. like, if it's not realistic for you, don't because mm-hmm. you're going to fail.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes we see, you know, those who are, you know, quote unquote prayer warriors or, or just thoroughly enmeshed in prayer and that's part of like their their lifestyle. We we kind of set like that's the standard we gotta go mm-hmm. and they pray for hours. And you know, we're like, oh I gotta do the same kind of thing. I'm like I don't know that we do. Um I, I, I wonder if we just we're operating our relationship right where we are and, and take some of those any, you know, any up next steps kind of thing. Um and if it's 15 minutes, great. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Pray, pray, and pray a lot, like pursue that. But I don't know that we have to, like, oh, I got to go pray for an hour right now. I don't know that that's the way to approach it either. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so st- take those steps, use what tools we need to, and, yeah. and see it as a function of our relationship. I mean, there's definitely
0: a piece of stopping and saying, I'm praying in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I feel like it is a lot of connection and posture. Mm-hmm. And I feel as if for me, I often am just pondering God and creation and how I'm existing in a moment mm-hmm. through him. And yeah. so some of these things, it, it's, that's not as passive, right? Mm. You know, we're, we're staying in an active state. Mm-hmm. And then I think what my next, if I'm upping the ante, is like, okay, now that I'm thinking about those things, what is the Holy Spirit trying to show me through that and what can I pray about in this yeah. moment? Yes. And, or ask God for or yeah. thank him yeah. specifically rather than just kind of pondering. hmm so.
1: Yeah. And there's 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 value in in that pondering. That's actually one of the things we talked about in our small group. Yeah. You know, like what at what point is pondering, thinking about something shift into prayer? And how do we know when that happens and, and some of that kind of stuff? And that's a that's a great question to kind of explore. And I think sometimes we can just let it flow into that kind of prayer but then there's also that same like no intentional like i'm i'm now choosing to t- take a prayerful posture and whether i literally get on my knees or i'm sitting in a chair and just you know but that intentional choice can be really helpful yeah. sometimes and um pray for something or somebody um you yeah, know specific and concrete that yeah 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 Try
0: things too. I like that you just said. Be on your knees. I mean, yeah, right. Pray with your eyes closed. Mm -hmm. Pray with them open.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) I honestly, (laughs) it's 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 fast. See what works. Like, don't just assume. Like, well, I when I was five, I prayed with my eyes closed and mm -hmm. at night laying in bed on my back. Like, yep. Who knows? Like, try some different things and see how you feel. Like, it's not not as if God is somehow going to exist differently because of your space.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes it helps us to. Kind of feel the the different kind of posture or whatever by by actually doing it, you know. Yeah. There, there's something about getting on your knees. You feel I'm I'm feeling the yeah. humility of this yes. and the submission that yes. it is. Um, so yeah, Cody's right. Like take a takes try things out. Like take a swing at something and mm-hmm. you know, see see how it helps you and how it doesn't. And absolutely, yeah, that's really good. I like that.
0: Hopping to our second P Yeah. We'll go to um the proclamation mm-hmm. space of it. And one of the things I did appreciate is you kinda talked about how like we we often think proclaiming the gospel with our words, but a lot of times it can be our actions as well. I mean yeah. a lot of the times mm-hmm. it can be our actions as well. Um saying something's a lot different than actually doing
1: it. Yeah. 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 I I think I've been struck by that. Um like Again, my, my default when I hear proclaim the gospel or, or something, I mean, I'm literally picturing somebody in my head who's speaking. Often it's the stereotypical street corner guy, um, you know, a soapbox. And um, that that is one way to proclaim. And, and sharing the gospel with your words, telling somebody the story of it, that is absolutely proclaiming. But it's also more than that. And do we embody that with our lives? Like, it, I, it, It's interesting to me that... Um, at least it was true. I think it still is true that our culture kind of accuses Christians of being hypocritical. Like what we say and what we do are two different things. And that shouldn't be true. Like th- those should be the same. We're gonna mess up. We're gonna fail. And that that is absolutely gonna happen. And that's okay. That's where grace comes in. But mm-hmm. um I think the, the the challenge, rightly so, is we need to live out what we're preaching. And and those two things should feed off of one another. So thinking about proclamation, like are we, are we actually embodying uh, what we're what we're saying? And I don't know. That's that's convicting for me.
0: Yeah, know. I heard a comedian. He was like, "If Christians truly believe that this earth was created for them, how come they're the worst at?" Destroying yeah, it. Right. sometimes you know like <laughs> not is, recycling yeah. like all yeah, these kind yeah, of things sure, and sure, yeah. not that I'm some you know crazy tree hugger or anything or <laughs> whatever that looks like or <laughs> green party but it was kind of a conviction for me it's like oh I don't often don't fully think about that stuff mm-hmm. to the extent that I probably should sure yeah um
1: so and that's part of our journey to continue yeah. to learn and get better at at where we're maybe blind or those missteps but I mean the the point is taken you know yeah, like totally. are we how do we actually think some of these things, uh, things that we say or proclaim, um, and really integrate them into our lives? Uh, and that, that is a challenge. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. What do you feel like the Bible offers us
0: like towards maybe like a character or mm-hmm. a scripture that kind of shows embodying,
1: um, proclamation? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one, one thing verse that does come to mind, um, so it's Philippians chapter 2, and you've got that beautiful kind of description of Christ, the, you know, the, the Christ hymn and him coming down and, and the proclamation or the, the uh, exaltation that he experienced that's there. But right after that, Paul, you know, kind of says like, okay, so work out your your salvation with fear and trembling. And he says, do everything without grumbling or complaining. Mm-hmm. In this, you'll become, you know, blameless and pure. And then he has that, like, you will shine like stars and it's interesting that he's connecting like you're going to shine like stars when you don't grumble and complain. You know, and it's a little bit of <laughs> ouch, you know, like a jab there for something we might kind of call like low level or you know down here not a big deal, grumble, complain, but here Paul is elevating it to say here's here's how you can show or demonstrate your your blamelessness, your yeah. your you're a, you're a star in the night sky, you know, bringing light where there's darkness. Um that that just that strikes me, um, and and even you know we chatted about this real briefly, but um, thinking about a character who embodies this, I don't I don't know if I I have like Paul himself for sure. The 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 disciples when they become apostles after Jesus ascended, like I think they they were modeling it. But before Jesus left, I thought of this character, um, the the centurion who who shows up and. Um, you know he he comes to jesus looking for healing for his servant and you know describes like you you don't even have to come you just say the word and it's going to happen mm-hmm. and and jesus looks at him and says like i have not found greater faith in all of israel than right here you know a roman no less like you have faith you're embodying it and that's not necessarily a proclamation of the gospel but it kind of is like he's demonstrating the kind of faith that jesus is looking for and he's like this guy gets it. And he's highlighting that to the people who are all around him. Um, it just strikes me like, yeah, do we, do we embody faith, grace, hope, um, love, light, like the kinds of things you see um, that characterize the gospel, the, the scriptural story, biblical truth. Do we capture all that by how we carry ourselves, by what we, by what we do, how we interact with one another? Do people read the gospel on our lives? Yeah,
0: And do people read the gospel in our lives who are also Christians as well? Mm. I remember Kayla Mm -hmm. had a good, my wife Kayla had a good comment just saying how like sometimes it feels like with the proclamation part, we can let our guard down with like people that we know we Mm. can let our hair down with. Yeah, right. And like how that's not actually helpful for anybody Mm -hmm. and you're not proclaiming much of anything but garbage in those yeah, moments, right, you know right. what I mean? Or whatever yeah, it looks yeah, like, but yeah. I think we can all be a little guilty of that, whether it's in the lobby or, you know, you're in small group and some, some couples have left or whatever, and mm-hmm. the conversation turns a little bit and yeah. you might not do that to your non-believing right Christian, yep. non-believing neighbor, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know. I thought that was a fascinating concept as well. And I'm sure we can all be pretty guilty of that.
1: Yeah yeah there's there's something about you know those close relationships and that honesty that we are to have the good yeah. version of that but yeah do we do we feel like we can treat them you know less like Jesus because you know oh they're close or whatever I mean think about family like that's mm. the closest relationships are your spouse your your kids or your parents whatever um, we tend to uh really let them have you know whatever's kind of left over um the the unintended unmitigated kind of version of ourselves and um, the
0: deepest darkness. Th- that's right <laughs>
1: we find it and that's share right. it and it should and we should be able to be <clears throat> fully honest and transparent with with those relationships but they should also get our best too and yeah shouldn't we sure. also bring as much Jesus kind of love and truth there um, as we can yeah. Yeah, it's
0: good. Yeah, so flipping it more to like as a church body and proclaiming mm. to our community as a church body, we're about to come into some new vision and we're mm-hmm. going to be doing a vision series and things. What are you? What's your imagination for how that could look like for our church
1: to proclaim the gospel yeah. through its actions? Yeah, I think a lot of times when we think about that, we think of what are the church initiatives? Like what's the event that we're putting on or, or this whole thing? Like we're going to – you'll start hearing about this soon, church, um, is our uh, – like drive to help the children's home with all their gifts and like we we do set aside special times where we give gifts or we we send money or these kinds of initiatives and those are all really really good don't hear me say those are are insufficient but i think sometimes that's what we think of we think of the oh what's the the church doing like what's the organized thing that we're doing that's where we proclaim the gospel And one of the things that I really hope with our vision and, you know, tracing this out a few years down the road, that we see ourselves individually and as families, like on the ground, all of us as missionaries, Hmm. we are always proclaiming the gospel or we're proclaiming something by how we live, by how we speak, by what we do. And I would love for our church to be the kind of community, kind of people that anytime... Morton, Washington, Peoria, Tremont. Anytime we're interacting with people in our communities, they, they, they sense Jesus on us by how we carry ourselves. Maybe they can like pinpoint that, like, oh, you sound like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they don't, but they're just like there's something different. They can't tell what, but they want to know more. Like that inviting, attractive, set-apart kind of life Mm-hmm. That's what I want for our church. I want us to become that kind of people. And I think many of us are, um, and we are doing that in s- some ways really well. Let's keep going. Let's keep building that in. Like I would love for new life to just our people are known mm-hmm. to be marked by Jesus. Like mm-hmm. I want that to be true for us. And I feel like what we're trying to go after in this vision is forming ourselves, like becoming the certain kinds of people where proclamation of God, the gospel just spills out of us in, in every aspect of life. Mm-hmm. That's what I want for us. And so yeah. we're going to still do those initiatives, put on the events, well, and do I think the too, thing, like but, We'll be yeah.
0: giving maybe some more mechanisms for people to have an imagination of what that could look like for them in their neighborhoods yep. or their, mm-hmm. um, their circle of influence because I think sometimes when people don't have something to hold on to, yeah. it's too... Mm. Ambiguous. Yes, I can't say big words, but that's why I have you around. know, <laughs> we got a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm trying I to do. say? Yeah. I don't well, know, say You're anything. right.
1: You're right. Like it is. It. It's. It's great that I can spat all that off, and you know, we probably are like. Well, yeah, I want to do that, but how do we do it? Or, or how do we? Yeah. How do we? How do we around? equip people to do that? Yes. I guess is yeah. what I'm getting at. And the hint, otherwise, that's,
0: that sounds like an easy out for us. Like right. it's your guys'
1: job. Not right. It's right. Not, Just go do it and not figure honest, it out. But. No. Well, and, and a little bit of a tease or a hint, that's part of the vision statement um, is we want to be equipping. And mm-hmm. that's, that's part of our job as a church is to figure out some of those mechanisms. And we're not going to do it perfectly. Yeah. Um, and, and church, you got to want this too. Like that's, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We, can, we can build all the best classes and environments and training until we're blue in the face. But it ultimately comes down to like what do we want to be and what are we willing to commit ourselves to? Um, so, yeah, we're going to try to figure out what some of those things are and offer opportunities to grow and get better at that. And hopefully we will um, talk about it in meaningful ways to keep that yeah. in front of us. But
0: yeah. I love that. I mean, even as you think about Sunday morning services, I think we've put way too much of an emphasis on – the Sunday morning service mm-hmm. yeah. in the same ways that we put way too much emphasis on these events and these different things is mm-hmm. like the way. Yep. But the mm-hmm. reality is, like, I don't think it was ever supposed to be such a specific moment. It, this is a way yeah. of life, you know. Yes. Like, this is way of life. There it is. Just, just where you're at. Not like, oh, these happen in these places, and I compartmentalize mm-hmm. my Christian self with yeah. this and yeah. then that, and yeah, it's challenging and it's messy, and that's why people mm-hmm. don't like it, sure. but
1: anyways. Yeah. Sorry. But I think that you said the right word compartmentalize. We just, we put it at a little, little spot in our lives. Yeah. Like Sunday morning, that's when I do this. And, you know, I got my life group or whatever. We have these little compartments and Jesus is like, no, I, I'm not, I'm not just in one little slice of the pie yeah. here. Yeah. And
0: it's, we can control that is why. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We love that as well. That's so, right. um, so we will get to the last P which was people yep. and, um, as we're forming these fruits, we start to become a certain kind of people and come mm-hmm. from all sorts of different walks of life and we become become um, specifically just different, right? Yep. And yep. Um, I was just kind of wondering, what are, what are some of the challenges for a church in becoming a div- diverse community, whether it's culturally, ethnic, ethnically, mm-hmm. or
1: yeah, yeah, all the above? All the above, yeah. Um, and I do think it is all the above. You know, the word diversity tends to, like bring up ethnic or racial kinds of things yeah um, and and absolutely we we I mean new life we're fairly um, uh, we're, we're fairly the same when mm-hmm. it comes to to ethnic backgrounds and such, um, and that's maybe just part of what it's going to be like, but I also want us to be intentional about not just being that like mm-hmm. can we can we make sure that we are um, not creating barriers uh, across certain you know Categories or whatever, but I do want it to also be like, can we see a variety of people from different church backgrounds and 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 classes and um, you know histories and and experiences? Like, can we see a variety? Because I think the tendency is, human beings, we're just we we like what's comfortable, Mm -hmm. and typically, what's comfortable is people like us. You know, people who have a similar experience, talk the same way, we we like the same things, uh, same stage of life, like all of these. Commonalities we just feel most comfortable with, and that is not the church, or at least not what it's meant to be. Mm -hmm. The church is a collection of people who are often different, and you see, you know, some of the things we talked about on Sunday. You see, the church bridging the gap against hostile lines. You know, Jew Gentile. Um, You know, you think about a Roman soldier. That was one of the uh, the first Gentile converts in um, in Acts. You know, like a Roman soldier uh, with Jews, Romans are oppressing them or like a tax collector. Like some of these people who like, we do not like one another Mm -hmm. and they're coming together in the church. And that's like, that's the beauty of Christ being our common bond. It's not in, we have similar interests or same stage of life. Jesus is what is uniting us and that that is going to endure when things get hard, when there is disagreement or challenge or, you know, like, Oh, I stopped, you know, if I get a bunch of people who like running, just like I do, but I stop to, you know, I don't want to run anymore. Well, then I'm not going to have anything in common. And suddenly our relationship falls apart. Jesus wants something deeper. And, um, and so hopefully we're continuing to cultivate the bonds in Christ not in other things that are comfortable.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Well, it was an awesome weekend, and we appreciate Mm -hmm. you, Brian. That was a great closing message, and we're
1: excited for this weekend as well.
0: Would you like to share maybe what's coming up Sunday?
1: Yeah, so um, this Sunday we're going to... Kind of have a uh, an interlude or a standalone mes- message, um, and we've got Pastor Stephen. He's one of our mission partners. He'll be with us, so we're going to do an interview as part of the the, the Sunday, and uh, just hear from him a little bit. And then one of our elders, Dave Lloyd, is going to going to preach um, and share just something that he's been working on because he's serving in student life, and so they're exploring some different things. He's going to share some uh, the, one of the messages that they they've talked about recently. So it'll be fun for us to kind of learn alongside yeah, our students. Um, but then the week following, we're going to begin our, our vision series. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to what God is doing in our church and where we're going to head. Um, it's going to be fun to hear from Stephen, hear from Dave this weekend, and then jump into our vision series after that. So, yeah, lots of good stuff down, coming down the road.
0: For sure. Yeah, it's going to be great. Well, we will catch you guys next time. Have a great week.